0: Hi, folks. Welcome to CLD Talks. I'm your host Connor Maxwell. Today, we're speaking with some of the members for Larkhall Community Network, who share their experience and their journey from creating Larkhall COVID-19 Rainbows and how that develops into Larkhall Community Network. We split this into two parts, so here's part one. Hope you enjoy. It'd be great first if you guys could just tell us who you are and just a wee bit about your organisations.
1: Hi So I'm Sandra McCrory and I'm the Charity Manager at Lark Hall District Volunteer Group. Lark Hall District Volunteer Group has been in Lark Hall since 1994, um, establishes a really small charity, um, recently had a community asset transfer, so now built a building and run a variety of services and activities from that building. And our aim is to promote the well-being of the community in South Lanarkshire through reducing physical and social isolation, increasing health and well-being, increasing volunteering opportunities and supporting local social enterprises. So we're open to the full community, but we have a focus on the older population and we currently have about 350 members and just under 70 volunteers. Who's
2: next? Who's next? Is it me next, right, Okay. (laughs) Hi, I'm Nancy Barr, and I'm uh, uh, the Chair of the Local Call Christians Together, which was established in 2017, um, basically to secure a community asset transfer of a building that was pre- previously used as the credit union and public toilets. <clears throat> it's a joint churches uh, initiative uh, run wholly by volunteers, and it performs as a community hub, providing information and signposting to services, organising group activities and enabling local groups to meet. And obviously to use the public toilets as well, we opened them up too. The focus uh, of all of this is health and well-being, so that's who we are.
0: Brilliant, thanks very much Nancy. So Liz?
3: Yeah, I'm Liz and I'm a development worker in Community Links uh, Community Links is an independent, manager based community anchor organisation. It was established in 2002 Uh, Community Links is a proven track record and a passion for working and encouraging and supporting communities to co-produce sustainable and meaningful involvement, participation and community-owned change. uh, We are a value-based organisation and this is reflected in how we deliver our services and interact with other communities we serve.
0: Perfect. Cheers, Liz. And last but not least, we've got Terry.
4: Of course, I am not least. Anyway, my name is Terry Patterson and um, I am part of and have been since the beginning a part of Ladcol Community Growers. Latco Community Growers was set up to grow a community. Um, it's a social enterprise. whose main aim is to make a positive impact on the life of people in Ladcol. Um, Ladcol Community Growers has got a wide range of activities. We started off with uh, a community garden. We are not gardeners. It just happened to be our first project that has been running for 11 years now. Um, We've also been involved in the town centre survey, the town plan, and now the community network and lots of small things in between. But anything that grows, the community of Ladcol, Ladcol community growers wants to get involved. Um, We have three part-time staff and we have a body of volunteers.
0: Thanks very much for the introductions. Um, So, where is your area of operation?
2: Our area of operation is in Larkhall and it includes Ashgill, Netherburn and Dalserf and has a total population of around 18,000. Larkhall has good transport links to the M74, it's got a good rail link and also good bus services, so we have a a good network of of transport um, and good connections. We're on the edge of the rural area, but still connected to the the town of Hamilton and also to Glasgow. We have two large housing housing estates on the the southern side of the town, both of which are included in the Scottish Index of Multiple Deprivation. Uh, We have a strong third sector, which is respected and um, appreciated in the town. We have a well-functioning high street, which has about 94% occupancy, which is uh, probably one of the best across all of Scotland. We have seven primary schools and one high school, and we have some active churches as well in, in the community. So we have a good uh, spirit, a community spirit here, and there's a lot of pride in what goes on in Larkhall. That's our area.
0: Brilliant. And you know, it's such an active community, and the groups in it are just, everybody's fantastic and everybody's pulling together. And that's why we want to have this conversation today. So um, partly why we're doing this today is because we would like to speak about the development of the COVID rainbows, COVID-19 rainbows that started off during the start of the pandemic in March last year. So it'd be great, guys, if you could just um, tell us a wee bit about how that actually started, how it developed, and we'll just sort of see where it goes. They bullied me into it, Connor, that's what it was.
3: (laughs) (laughs) how did the partnership begin? Well, the COVID-19 rainbows, the, the partnership began, it was just like a wee conversation, um, and it was, there was nothing kind of in call So we were looking to see what existed in call so we could help the community at the start of the pandemic. So working within the community, we knew that Debbie ran the Call page. So I contacted Debbie through the Facebook message, um, and then we brought together LDVG, Call Community Growers, Latcol Christians together and Latcol Community Council and a few other key organisations that we knew were involved in a Latcol plan. So everyone was invited to join a Zoom call uh, and see what could be done to help the community. So we had South Lanarkshire Council a community engagement team on that Zoom call as well. So it started off, we just took off and delivered some bags of food to people who were isolated along with the power um, and then we started designing the Rainbows logo competition for the group. Um, so the group was growing and the third sector organisations, they started putting some structure into the group because it needed a bit of structure. So my, most of our successes were the food bags at the beginning and the thumbs up for the poster competitions. We even done the lunches with Mr T where we kind of, myself and David felt DVG collated who were needing lunches and who were vulnerable in the community and getting volunteers together and a Jackie for the buses was getting the buses together, so he get food out to people at lunchtime. So mm-hmm. that was one of the successes. Then we decided that um, we would do the Adopt-a-Street and Neighbour initiatives and get Easter eggs out to people and delivered. Um, and some people dressed up, and I'm not saying anything else about that, dressed up and mm-hmm. delivered Easter eggs to people. Um, and had broken ankles in the process. And then uh, when Mr T's lunches finished for a wee while, we went into Supreme Snacks and they done the sandwiches, soup and sandwiches as well for the lunches. Um, we also delivered power cards and Scott Crest vouchers to the schools as the vouchers, fanford's vouchers. We had a, a Disney day and we learnt a lot for that Disney day as well. Um, we had Halloween bags. Uh, pick-me-up bags, flowers, cakes, meals, all this was going out to local people in the community and local businesses were supporting eh, for the frontline workers. We, Indian meals, chippies, you name it, was all kind of going out at that time. So at Christmas time, the seniors, eh, we we collated everybody that we'd helped through. So we got seniors' Christmas hampers going out and seniors' Christmas dinners. And as you know yourself, Um, There was fresh fruit and veg and lunches going out through the call line. But you know yourself, we helped the schools um, with the the hampers and we contacted Jews as well to get some hampers for the youths and that. So we all kind of worked in partnership. So, you know, that happened at Christmas. So uh, we were trying to reach all the families at Christmas. um, So we had kids and adult pick-me-up bags going out, flowers, and here we are back doing again, Easter time again. We've came a full circle and we're back at Easter time doing that. But the biggest thing we're concentrating now is mental health calls. Um, we pack lunches for schools and we're trying to improve people's mental health. We're giving them that wee pick up The year's a long time we've been stuck in. So we've kind of came away for the bags and kind of given out flowers and Easter eggs. And uh, we've still got the wee baggy toiletries and that going out to the, the men as well, just to, just to improve and give them that wee pick me up that they need so we've went back to the adopt a neighbour and adopt a street kind of system and people are phoning and we've done about 76 just in the month of march already so that shows how many people need it now. Yeah.
0: so what is the adopt a neighbour and adopt a street
3: anyone that's known on facebook um the and their neighbour might be on facebook will see the posts going out know, and if they've got a wee neighbour or it could be any age at all young children or whatever it just need that wee lift um for being stuck in the house for a full year or no seeing their grandparents or no seeing uh, family members and stuff like that so it's really hard on people so they just maybe need that wee pick me up so we'll take along a wee bunch of floors with our wee trolley dollies you know so <laughs> then that's brilliant
0: that that's brilliant that then you are still trying to access the people who don't have social media because a lot of the response that's been done has just been publicised through there, but then you are reaching the people through that who don't have access to online resources maybe. So that's, that's brilliant. You are still including them. Yeah, we've got some
3: good people behind us in the third sector as well. You know what I mean, they... they- the leaflets for us, you know, and we put the leaflets through the doors and stuff like that. no. So we're still doing that as well to get the word out there. So people know on social media, we've actually delivered leaflets from uh, the whole Lark near Ashgill, Netherburn, and yeah, I think it was Surf And there's another area as well. So we've kind of delivered the leaflets and posted them in through everybody's door. So at the beginning that happened as well.
4: Can I just say at this point um, Liz, you forgot to mention the main thing about the delivery of the leaflets. What did we all do in the car park in called Socially distancing, may say? Yes, this was at the
3: um, We were delivering the first lot of leaflets um, and Nancy got them all delivered to her house, so they met us all in the car park, so Debbie's put them into all areas, so we decided at the end of that that me and my crutches and everything would do the slosh in the, in the car park. We, I think, quite a few of the volunteers and the churches, Craig for the church and all that, so we kind of just done the slosh in the car park and at the leisure centre. So And then everybody, all the volunteers took all the leaflets and done all the different areas, so that was at the beginning. Eh, the lockdown so we can get the word out to people because, no, as you said, no, everybody's on Facebook so we had to get it out into the community with our phone number eh, for them to contact us and an email so they know that we're here to help them. So
0: There'll be links to um, all the different social media pages on this so make sure that you find that video with the slosh because it's actually a belter so you need to make sure you say that once you listened to this.
3: I think it's floating about somewhere that video somewhere it is. I'm
0: sure we'll dig it out. <laughs> so,
3: we've got LDVD, Community Links, Latcol Community Growers and Latcol Christians together. Uh, we've got South Lancashire Council, NHS, churches, vast land, local businesses and supermarkets all pulling together. So, um, to, and this says Liz with the key, but I don't believe that I'm the key to anything, you know what I mean? But it says... <laughs> And we're writing it that Liz with the key, but they say that I think we work as a team and it's teamwork and it's not any one person. So, but we brought on the LDVG, Lackhole Community Growth and a uh, Community Council, and then the key organisations who've been involved in the Lackhole Plan were all invited to join and put some structure to the group. So, and that's how the group um, came about.
0: But I think it's important, I know you're saying you you know the key, but you had a massive key role within pulling this together. And we will talk a bit about it later on, but and the, the pulling together of the resources and the stats and the collation. It's a very, very difficult and hard job. So I think that to recognise your key role within it, um, it is partnership, but it's the individuals within that that make it what it is as well. So so take That's the compliment.
3: Kind of cool. <laughs> That's only because I broke my ankle. I was a key role. I was out right there in the deliveries at the beginning. But aye, I'll say <laughs> no more <to> than
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> right. So then how did you actually get the right people from the table?
3: Well, we used the knowledge and the experiences and learning for the previous Lap Call Plan Network to invite those organizations we knew worked in and around the uh, in LAPCall and and it grew for there. So that's how it kind of We got the right people around the table but the benefits of the partnership was like we shared resources and we supported each other so it was one voice one point of contact for the public sector to engage with the communities and one point of contact for the community members who were needing support so it was that one point of contact to get the word out there and get people using and getting help
0: and that keeps it so much easier for folk didn't it just have making sure that it is that single place rather than having to bounce about so many different organisations to get what they need.
3: Yeah, and it was brilliant because you have had the private sector amazing as well and helping out just even the food deliveries and prescription deliveries. It was just amazing how it came together.
0: Uh, and I think it shows that um, I know we'd mentioned local businesses, but they really did pull around and they really um, supported by offering loads of different stuff as well. So it's just so good that the network and the work that you have put in has been able then to create these positive relationships with public and private services. It's, 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 it's really, really good. So, then do you mind if you just tell us a wee bit about the actual partnership itself? Yeah, so the partnership grew from
1: the community needs. Support and what we were finding was people were just overwhelmed at the start with the amount of information they were getting sent, both on the radio, on the television, and letters coming through their doors. Um, and People were confused, they didn't really know what they were supposed to be doing, um, and it was just really overwhelming for everybody at that point. So, our fledgling partnership got together, we agreed to meet weekly on Zoom, so every week we were meeting, keeping in touch with each other, seeing what the emerging needs were of the community coming through, and how we as a partnership could meet that need. Um, we set up a Facebook page, there was a WhatsApp group set up to help coordinate all the, the volunteer information. And as Liz said, everybody in that Hall was leafleted so that if they didn't have WhatsApp or um, social media in any way, they, could, they would still have the information on how to contact us if they needed. Um, we recruited and supported a huge number of volunteers from the local community. Um, we found that people were furloughed and had nothing to do, and we really keen to help out, so we, we used them as much as we could. And then from that, a natural steering group formed, which was myself, Terry, Nancy and Liz, um, who met alongside the weekly Zoom meetings. We also had additional meetings just to kind of keep on top of some of the key decisions that needed made about where the, the partnership was going. And so that District Volunteer Group were contacted by the, the National Lottery. And they asked us if we would be interested in applying for the Community Anchor Organization funding which was the Supporting Communities Fund being offered by the Scottish Government. So I had that conversation with the steering group and agreed that it would be something that would be really useful. So we applied to that funding and what that did was it gave all of the partners around the table some security so that we could concentrate on what the needs were of the community. It gave us money to get the vouchers and, and buy additional things because what Liz was finding was as if food parcels were coming in, um, they didn't meet the needs of everybody that they were going out to. So we had money and donations from other local businesses so that we could add extra things different food to make them um, more useful for the people that were going out to. So the funding allowed us to, the freedom to concentrate on what it was the community needed and how we could meet that need. And it then meant we could pull up resources. Um, so we could use staff, we could use minibuses, um, whatever it was that was required we could use used because the funding was there to support it. Since then, we've had other pots of funding, so Harry had got STV Children's Appeal funding, um, we've since had a community recovery fund, and there's been ASDA as the Foundation grants, and there's been loads of other wee pockets of funding that have been coming in, and donations as well, that have allowed the partnership to continue the work that's going on.
0: It's so important to get so many, it's so important to get so many different pockets of money to keep the work going, and, to, and for how vast the different funds are in the levels, every, every penny and every pound is so, so valuable for who we're trying to support you.
1: And it gave us flexibility because it meant when we were meeting weekly, we were seeing different. Emerge- every week there was something new that was coming through. So it allowed us a flexibility to, to then meet that need because the, what we did find was the funders were so flexible. It was basically tell us what you need, use the money for what you need to do it for, and then just let us know how you've used it. And um, As long as we had used it to meet the needs of the community, they were happy. And the decisions around the funding were made really, really quickly. So that was a real bonus for us. Um, And it showed as well a level of trust on the funder side that they recognised as as organisations in this partnership that we were trusted to take that money and do the right thing with it. So that was um, really beneficial. So my role was, I coordinated the funding, so I did um, most of the funding applications. And Terry's role was, she was like the mummy. She was the one you to go, if you needed money for anything, you go and ask Terry. Terry will then give you your pocket money. So, Terry looked after all the funding and the distributing of it within the the partnership, and that was kind of her role regarding that.
0: (laughs) Can I get money for the van, Terry? Can I get money for the van?
1: No! (laughs) (laughs) uh, The main thing in this partnership, the the, the key to the success of this partnership has definitely been relationships. Mm -hmm. The relationships we already had as organisations with our funders who were able to come in and support us then as the network. Um, the relationships we had with each other as partnerships. And, and I think a lot of people think we had already strong established working relationships prior to COVID. And we didn't, we had done a bit of work together. We had done some work around the lack of, um town plan consultation. Um, but look, for example, I was kind of feeling new post, and Liz was feeling new in the Strother Hill area. We, we knew of each other and we had done work around each other, but we'd never really worked together to the extent that we do now. So that relationship that we formed has absolutely been key to this relationship and to the partnership work. The relationship we formed with our volunteers and the community was a, a big success because very quickly the community came to trust us. They knew if they came to us, they would get the support they needed. There was no questions being asked. They weren't getting made to feel embarrassed or um, under, humiliated in any way about the help they were asking for. It was very much COVID has put everybody in the same boat Everybody needs help. This is not about whatever your personal situation is. If you need help, no matter how small, ask and we will do that. Um, And then having the public sector involved really helped as well. So having the links in with the council, with the community engagement team and with the NHS there every week, giving us their their updates on what was happening with the council and the NHS. Um, Liz tied in with Mark, the NHS was giving out means and things like that so that our, in our community, we knew that pregnant mothers, young children were all still getting access to that key support that maybe wasn't going on in other areas because the link with the NHS had been lost. So these were all really key relationships. And then having the private the private sector involved really enhanced everything that we did because what they were able to do was offer things that we couldn't. So the things that Liz was saying about the Indian meals, the chippy meals, the florist giving out um, bouquets of flour to key workers, making it. Key workers and Call work could get recognised for the work and the support that they were doing, and in the in their community and also in the wider um, area. So that was fantastic because otherwise we wouldn't have been able to do all what we did. So having them involved was really brilliant.
0: And having that sort of additionality there, like getting a free takeaway, that just brightens up so many people's days. And
1: for them as well to come home after a for some of them, it must have been a really horrible shift home and know that your community recognize you and your community see the work you're doing Mm -hmm. so it isn't even about the food it's about the fact that we see you we see what you're doing we see that you've had a rubbish day here's a wee something to cheer you up and then get you set up for the
3: next day Mm -hmm. yeah
0: that's so important so important so then and sorry was something going to come in there
3: I, it's just a it's just relationship that you built up with people like Philip in the the taxis when he was doing the prescriptions they, he was done at the door a back for the door for 2 metres and just talked to them and that was their only point of contact that day as well you not know i mean and it was just that wee conversation that was for people
0: yeah definitely so then with any, any sort of project, when we speak about them, we like to speak about all the good things and we like to speak about the successes and where we are. But like in every project, there's always some challenges and there's always some hurdles that we need to try and um, break through. So um, what were the early challenges that you guys found at the development of the COVID-19 rainbows? I just am reflecting here um, that
4: as we were discussing all this and preparing for it all, I get the I get the bit with the security head, um, just from my background, because I'm the one in the team that always, well, Sandra and I together, just because of our past work and experience, we're we looking at people who will we'll say, stop, wait a minute, what about, you know? So, um, when the challenges, when, when we started um, coming together and I was sitting in the lighthouse, And we were trying to coordinate everything. Liz was doing her link stuff. And then everything was was coming through the lighthouse. I suppose my head went back to my old way of working. It was like, okay, volunteers, great, wonderful. And people, as Sandra was saying, you know, willing to help. Really, they were furloughed. They were out there. They wanted to do something for the cause. Fantastic. But the problem with that is you have volunteers and we're all individual organizations working in partnership. So there was no structure there, no, um, under our own organizations, we have volunteer policies. We had to pull in our own policies at the beginning and make sure that everyone was working securely because you were putting people to the doors of vulnerable people at a time of not knowing what was going on. Every day, the instructions were changing from government and we were adjusting things as we were going along. And it was keeping everybody safe. The person answering the door, as Liz was um, saying there in a wee conversation, maybe only one person coming to your door in a day. Having that wee conversation, it was keeping both the person at the front door safe and the person holding the conversation on the pavement safe. So that is quite a challenge, and we had to just keep reviewing comments and, and listening um, well to see if there was adjustments we had to make, because we did not have a policy under Community Network, but we were pulling in our own value systems from our own organisations. So that was one of the big challenges. What is Zoom 14 months ago, if you had said to me, we'll have a Zoom call, what's that? All of a sudden, remote working. You had to, <laughs> who's working remotely? What is remote working? We were all used to being face-to-face with folks. All of a sudden, we're all rectangles and a screen. How do you organise that? Well, that felt, and I'm the least technical of all the group. Um, so I ended up having to learn how to use Zoom and pull people together. Um, just what was coming next was one of the big challenges. We thought, I think we all agreed, that it would be for a few months. But now, as Liz said earlier on, we're back to Easter, moving we through the whole um, year. Learning, that every day for us was a, a day where we learned something new about people, about situations and how to handle it how to streamline the information that was coming out because you can overwhelm people. How many people in the year did you hear um, saying, I don't know what's happening? So our job was to try and streamline the information. Liz was doing a great job in the social media, adopting it, but all the things that she's talked about, you know, thumbs up for the posting. trying to keep people focused on activities while there was this chaos going on in the country. And in the town of lad Call, people losing their jobs, families and um, young families vomited into having children about the house all day because the schools were closed, also finding themselves furloughed or out of a job. So the challenge was to meet that need with a smile on their face because every person in the community had a value. Our job, one of the big challenges was, our behaviour was to encourage those people that it will okay. Yeah. Give them yeah. encouragement, it's gonna be okay. But here and um, the the smallest need, as Sandra was saying, speak to us about it and we'll see if we can help you. We had a big enough network to meet and signpost people to the people they needed for that day to go over that challenge. So our challenge was to be challenged to meet the need. So that was changing all the time, every circumstance that we came up with. Um, too many people willing to help. What do you do with them? So it was trying to find useful ways of using people um, as we moved along.
0: And that's actually something you don't really think about that often, don't you? That there's yeah. you've got a surplus of Volunteers, where you're, yep. and where everybody wants to feel valued and mm-hmm. feel that what it can contribute. But is that a role for them, or is there a role for them? That's
4: yeah. And the thing was, we were hearing from different organisations, like Baslan. They had a whole stream of people that had volunteered, and because no one knew if it was coming tomorrow, that they weren't able to use the people because the the demand um to, for volunteer places outweighed the volunteer opportunities. Mm-hmm. Because people didn't know what was what was happening. A lot of things shut down, where we found that it would have been nice to get a wee day off, but actually we weren't getting a day off because we just kept going. Um, we had to safeguard against our own organizations. Yes, we had put everything of our organization on the table, all of our resources and the personnel that were available and been able to be used. But we also had to keep our own organisation safe and develop new working practices. And what is social distance? distancing? You know, what is that? All of a sudden, you've got all this, you've got your PPE, you've got... It was just... I think we all looked at each other sometimes and thought, how do we do this? But because we have a good partnership and we have a good relationship with each other, even we didn't have a daft question that needed to be answered. And one thing that I will value is, no matter what question came up, we were able to discuss it and then give the answer, the best answer we could under the circumstances. Um, Other things, we were dealing with our own personal circumstances. You know, we had Sippy, who fell off a curb delivering Easter eggs last year, Zippy's costume had the person of Liz Jameson inside of it, so that's why Liz was doing the slosh with her, um, her, her moon boot on and her, her um, crutch. Then we had Sandra doing, I don't know if she was trying to dance or whatever, um, on her decking, and she slipped, and the next thing, she had the moon boot on, and then Nancy and I fell left out. We were saying, what can we do to get a moon boot? But Having broken my ankle many years before, the last thing I wanted was another moon boot, so I was walking very, very carefully. But we had all that going on, our own personal circumstances. My husband, at the beginning of um, lockdown, he was in New Zealand. Is he coming back? Unfortunately, he did. Not I'm only kidding. Um, but <laughs> he was back at the, right, <laughs> at the right time, on the right flight, four minutes early, so... You had that concern, there's some, you know, speaking personally here, other side of the world, my husband's locked up with his elder sister for two weeks and a four-week holiday, just as well to get on. Um, mm-hmm. So we had all the personal circumstances, you know, and grandchildren that needed looked after, but you couldn't go anywhere near them unless you were in the bubble. And, hey, it was just a big, big time, a challenge. And the one thing we, we I think, successfully, we supported the volunteers and we supported each other, as Sandra said. We were there for each other. And that, for us to get through the past year, the biggest challenge was sitting here today with a smile on our face, trying to act normal on a Zoom call for CLD and act as if we're in the same room, but we're all still smiling because we know People have benefited, have stayed safe, have had the help over the years. And it was a case of not knowing what tomorrow will bring. The network here just stepped up to the plate and got on with it because we we just did. Because that's our heart, is to serve our community. And it's just been great. And I'll stop talking now.
0: Well, do you know that, that that's you should be like a public speaker? That was that was that was lovely, really nice, very nicely rounded off there.
4: Oh, I'm just taking over Nancy's place. We always said Nancy for Prime Minister. Maybe it's me that needs to be there. I don't <laughs> think so. It wouldn't last two minutes. You would all be saying, Get her off of there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that from what you said, dear, it really speaks just so true about how how honest this partnership is and how organic this partnership has became and how open everybody is with each other, because if it hadn't been for the support that everybody's gave each other and including the people in this room and the other people out with, um, would it be, would it have been able to be of such a high quality offer, high quality provision and ultimately support how many people, which I know we'll get on to in a wee bit, but um, as it's, it's just what such it an incredible piece of
4: absolutely amazing what has been achieved here and it's that there's a price being paid but we were willing to pay that price to achieve for the community what was achieved it was just so valuable it was it was great i wouldn't i would change the virus if we could get rid of that it'd be fine but i wouldn't change the past year's experience because okay. it's made us all better at what we do
0: Evelyn, I think um, what we said before, like we all sort of knew of each other, so we and there was paths were crossed. But now there's a real, a real partnership here, real relationships that then there's real support with each other. So it's it's, it's such a such a great piece of work. So at which point then, um, at which point did you think this reached the point of success? Um, and probably know when Liz broke her ankle. <laughs>
2: I um, think when we think back to the start of it all, it was like um, hitting the ground running. So I think uh, it would probably have been maybe June, July, maybe three, four months after we uh, it started, when we actually had time, when the shielding, came to an end, uh, and we were we had time to think about it, and we we then reflected on what had been achieved over that period and, and the relationships, the working relationships that had been built up and what people had just slotted into and how we'd had to manage the challenges that came about. When we looked at the numbers and the deliverables over that time, in all honesty, we were gobsmacked. Absolutely gobsmacked. And I think the the, the desire of local representatives to come and join the network calls at the time, COVID rainbows. <laughs> uh, for communication, for information, and to find potential gaps in the services that we were delivering, and any possible joint projects where we could work together in order to to have a a, a more secure and a better outcome. So we were really gobsmacked with the the number of folk who came and sat around the calls. And I think Teddy had some like 35 names um, of folk that were invited to come along. And sometimes it was the school, the, the head of the academy, maybe just once. To find out who we all were and to put his case and different things but most of them have stayed on board when, when it's possible. I think um, that this the point of success June July potentially but when I look back the whole enthusiasm of really everybody involved and the willingness to go the extra mile for other people as we've said, some folk were on furlough, and if folk hadn't been on furlough, we wouldn't have had the 50 odd volunteers uh, that that, um, that signed up. It just wouldn't have been possible. So that was a, a godsend, I feel like, that they were prepared to, to make the effort, although they couldn't go to work. They wanted to do something else for other people. They saw the need on the ground, and they wanted to be involved in, in helping it, which was great. And as we've already said, having Liz, having that central person, the phone number, the email contact, the social media stuff, um, having that link to everything that was going on it was a big, huge part of the success of the project, I think, as well. But basically, I would have to say it comes down to the relationships. It's the relationship to the people, the skills and the experience of these people around the table and the heart of these people to be able to, to see what was needed and to roll their sleeves up and just get on with it. And whether that was sitting in behind a computer coordinating stuff, and as Santa filling in uh, funding applications or whether it was actually out, like Teddy giving out the money and Liz um, doing a trolley dolly and all the other bits and pieces that goes around and uh, the skills and the experience that we had and still have is just amazing it's just uh, it, it's just uh, out of this world and that's what has made this I think such a success I think the the, the Sandra said that the funders were just open to actually cutting their times for for actually giving us the money, whereas usually you would wait for three or four months that it was so much faster. And for me, um, one of the key underlying things is trust. As you've already said, the partnership, we've grown closer together, but that is based on trust because we saw the need we were all putting our shoulders to the wheel and we trusted one another. If somebody needed something, I've not got enough of that or I need this or I've got lots of this, can, can somebody use it? Then it was all on the table Our hands were open and it wasn't, this is mine, you can't have it. So I think um, that has been a huge plus in relation to the, the the success of what's happened on the ground. And I think the, the general intent of people uh, want to get involved and help others. The community spirit in, in this part of the, the country is has been amazing. But at the end of the day, I have to say the folks in the partnership have been the ones who have shown by example. And as we know, it's easy to say the words, but people actually view the actions uh, much more and they, they appreciate that much more than they do words. You can say anything, but unless you do something about it, then it doesn't have any meaning.
0: Right guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. To, this is the end of part one. So, to find part two, please just head over to whatever streaming platform that you're using, and it will be above or below this podcast right now. And make sure you follow us on Twitter at CLD Talks, where you can join the conversation there. I hope you enjoy part two. Catch you later.